This is a National Arts Center podcast. Find more great NAC podcasts on the performing arts at nacpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Center on iTunes and subscribe for free. Welcome to this episode of the National Arts Center's NACOCAST series. My name is Sean Rice, and I am the second clarinetist for the National Arts Center Orchestra. We are off to a great start to the 2016-17 season, and have already christened the newly redesigned Southam Hall with a performance of Strauss's iconic Also Sprach Zarathustra. And now we are in the midst of presenting a festival of music by Beethoven and Schumann. To cover the entire repertory of Beethoven and Schumann in a few weeks would be nearly impossible. Both composers were quite prolific in their compositional output, and they are important figures in the development and evolution of several musical genres. When we talk about Beethoven, we most often talk about his symphonies, his string quartets, his piano sonatas, and his concertos. Over the course of his life, Beethoven's compositional output helped create a bridge from the classical to the romantic period of music history. In his early career, Beethoven's works were very much rooted in classical traditions, but over time, Beethoven's innovation offered the framework for how future composers would approach many of the musical art forms. For example, Beethoven's innovation in orchestration and structural treatment of the symphony is best observed in his Ninth and Final Symphony. The final movement is an incredibly exalting display of hope and beauty, where themes from each of the previous movements of the symphony are used to create the opening structure of the movement. From there, solo singers and a large choir join the forces of the orchestra to create Beethoven's famous Ode to Joy masterpiece. Using singers in a symphony had not been standard up to this point in the development of the symphony, and it would be fair to say that this innovation had a direct influence on future symphonists like Gustav Mahler. Beethoven's treatment of harmony is another example of where we can see his shift away from classical norms. As his compositional style evolved, one can hear the shifting or modulating to more and more distant tonalities. Although you can observe this trend in all of his works, I find listening to his piano sonatas, and in particular, his string quartets, to be an amazing example of Beethoven's tonal innovations. The late string quartets are truly incredible. In these works, you can hear how Beethoven's treatment of harmony in the late quartets is becoming more unrestricted and even borders on the harmonic language of the late 19th century and the early work of expressionist composers. I digress a little, but I think it's really important to note how influential Beethoven was in shaping the future development of music. Robert Schumann was another important innovator in the development of musical genres. When we mention Schumann, it is impossible not to talk about his songwriting. Schumann was an incredibly important contributor to Lieder, or art song, and his iconic Dichterliebe is one of the most famous song cycles in the repertoire. Schumann's vocal writing is something that translates into his instrumental works, and when listening to his piano works, chamber music, and or symphonies, the lyricism of these works of art is quite prevalent. Throughout the National Arts Center Orchestra's Beethoven and Schumann Festival, Audiences will get to hear the complete cycle of Beethoven's five piano concerti and Schumann four symphonies, as well as Schumann's piano concerto in A minor. Maestro Alexander Shelley will lead the orchestra in concert, and pianists Angela Hewitt, Jonathan Biss, Conrad Tau, Salim Ashkar, and Rudolf Buchbinder will perform as soloists for the cycle of piano concerti. From my point of view, one of the really interesting features of this festival is the symphonic continuity of the repertoire. You might say, well, of course, Sean, you were performing the Schumann symphonies. It seems a little obvious in that regard. 
But what I find intriguing are the piano concertos. The original origins of the concerto feature a soloist with the orchestra in a predominantly accompanimental role. With Beethoven and Schumann, I feel that the orchestra has a much more prominent role to play in the concerto. There is still a featured soloist, but the way in which these composers employ the orchestra appears to be directly linked to symphonic writing. In other words, the orchestra doesn't just accompany. In the case of both composers, the piano concerti significantly feature the orchestra, with solos often being performed by instruments in the orchestra. Before and after concerts, our audience can expect to be delighted with a new display of visual art in the lobby of the National Arts Centre. Canadian artist and illustrator Anita Kunz was commissioned to create a work of art for the Beethoven and Schumann Festival. Additionally, local graffiti artists were invited to the NAC to design artwork inspired by Anita Kunz's creation. Our music director, Alexander Shelley, wanted a piece that, quote, speaks directly to the romantic ideals of love and brotherhood, universal themes found in Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, where he created a motto for all humanity in the choral setting of Friedrich Schiller's Ode to Joy, which states, all men become brothers, and this kiss is for all the world, unquote.
We are very fortunate to have Anita Kutz here today to talk to us about her work of art. Welcome to our NACOcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure. Um, thanks for being here. So, um, before we talk about the work, how about we talk a little bit about you and, and your work and your inspiration and your career. You've, you've done work for The New Yorker, The New York Times, Rolling Stone, yeah. an impressive list of uh, publications. And your paintings and, and artwork have been of people and, and other artists, correct? Well, yeah, f- uh, for the most part. I mean, I've been working as an as a editorial as an mm-hmm. editorial illustrator for for uh, almost forty years, wow. I've been doing it a really long time, and I started I started uh, working for magazines a long time ago. And my uncle had been an illustrator, and he was doing art for education. So mm-hmm. that's where I got the idea that art could work in conjunction with with other things, with a printed word. It could be. Uh, part of a big, bigger cultural uh, conversation. It could have to do with politics, social issues. So, um, so when I left Ontario College of Art, which is where I went, um, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I thought I might be a children's book illustrator, but the, but the more I was making work, I, the more I thought I really want to do. I want to tackle some serious subjects. So I started out doing more political work. I worked. Mm-hmm. I worked for Saturday Night Magazine for many years. It was, they were great. Um, and then I started working for uh, other publications, mainly in New York, uh, you know, the New York Times and Time Magazine and Newsweek. And, mm-hmm. and they, it was mostly, you know, they were mostly assignments that had to do with the, whatever the issue was of Relevant the day. Relevant to the day. Yeah. The day, yeah. yeah. So when the NAC approached you about this particular work, what was your reaction? Well, I, I had a show. I was having a show here at the mm-hmm. Cube Gallery in Ottawa. And... Um, Christopher Deacon mm-hmm. came and and we had a conversation and he said I have I wonder if you'd be interested in doing an assignment and I said sure what what is it and he said I have a great idea and I thought oh uh oh you know because sometimes <laughs> people say it's a great idea and then I think oh how do I get out of this right? but he said <laughs> but he said um, it's uh, it's a we're we're doing a series of of performances mm-hmm. about Beethoven and Schumann and I want to depict them in a in a kiss mm-hmm. and I went I'm in like it took two seconds yeah. it was such a great idea that just kind of you know encompassed what they were doing and it was cheeky and wonderful and and fun, fun and it was just great it, well it's beautiful first of all it, it's lovely work and and um, it's not it's not necessarily not necessarily um, obvious to have Beethoven and Schumann embraced in a kiss yeah so what did you think of this when what was your what was your perspective on the, these two these two great composers and this this link to this basically it, because it's modeled after the or inspired by the fraternal kiss correct yeah yeah yes. but um, it would, well I mean well that's exactly it yeah. that, that it was um, it was more of a show of affection and, mm-hmm. and great admiration than anything even remotely sexual I mean it was nothing that oh, course, was never yeah. you know that was never supposed to be the thing but I mean I thought I just thought it was a really incredible idea and I thought it was. Uh, it was just interesting enough that it would inspire people to come and see mm-hmm. the performances. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of a nice touch to the to the week of music because we have Beethoven as a um, this bridge to the Romantic era from music and Schumann taking up the mantle from him, and Schumann being a, a songwriter. There's much more romanticism involved in that immediately. Um, what I find interesting in this in this uh, this pairing of the art and the, the visual art and the, and the musical art is the fact that these two composers really were a bridge to the deeper romanticism that would come later after Schumann. And um, the, as of course the fraternal kiss is right. it was done between leaders 
um, who who really appreciated each other. Right. right? Absolutely. And, and so I find it interesting that we have these two great leaders of music right. embracing this way, and, right. and 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 at the same time, one of them is really passing that mantle to the other. It's, right. It's kind of kind of beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it is beautiful. I it's think so. Really I, great. Think, I think it's a beautiful idea. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, um, wh- what have you got coming up in the near future? Is there anything anything in Ottawa coming up soon? Or are you- um, Nothing in Ottawa. I just, um, I was just involved in another show at the Cube Gallery okay. again, and it was a show of uh, print work. So it was okay. etchings. I, I did a series of etchings. So, so I did that. Um, I have something out that's just out now that I did for The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can talk about it now. There's a there's a new series coming out out of uh, L.A. Uh, Epics Films, and okay. it's Nick Nolte. Oh wow! Stars as an ex president. Okay. Who has uh, some serious regrets, and I find mm. that now couldn't be a better time. That seems relevant the to the time. Talking <laughs> about this stuff, and I I was able to see a couple of. Uh, of episodes, and it, mm-hmm. it really, I mean, I'm thinking it was, it, it must have been modeled on George Bush, I think, maybe, mm, I don't okay. know, but, it, but it's, 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 it's very interesting. And this is going to be and especially, well, it's, soon? um, this, this it's, it's, it's coming out soon, and it was, uh, my, the poster that I did was actually in the, in the, uh, New Yorker last week, okay. so I think it's it's probably going to be all around. So I don't know when we'll get it here. I think we get things a little bit later, but, so I was working on that, but I'm always working on, um, on sort of series of personal works. Okay. So I'm working on on you know I'm always I'm always working. And I'm sort of waiting for the when I get the illustration work. It I have to sort of drop everything because they, sure. everything needs to be done really quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for coming in. And Thank you I, I'm very sure you've much. been very busy. It's been great to have you talk about the piece. Thank you so much. And uh, we're really looking forward to this this being on display in the lobby for the next couple of weeks. Great. Thanks Thank so, you so much. much. My pleasure.
This has been a National Arts Centre podcast produced in Ottawa by NAC New Media. Send us your comments and questions. Email us at nacpodcasts at gmail.com. Visit the podcast section of the iTunes store where you can rate and comment on this podcast. We love to hear from you. Remember, you can find more great NEC podcasts at necpodcast.ca or search on National Arts Centre on iTunes and subscribe for free. Until next time, goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre. Thank you.